Hi, y'all. This is Erica Jones from the Healing Revolution podcast. And I am here today to talk to you about change and how change might be easier. So before we dive in, I have a question for you. I want you to think about the parts of your life that you've been actively desiring or working on change. Now, it could be in your daily habits and routines. Maybe you're looking to implement some new, more supportive uh, schedule for yourself. Maybe you're trying to work out or take care of yourself in a different way. Maybe you're looking to make time for meditation or journaling or just fit more in your busy schedule. Maybe it's relationship dynamics. Maybe you have some challenges in relationships and you're trying to show up in new ways, but you find yourself slipping back into the same old patterns. Um, maybe you're looking to make a career change or maybe you're looking to grow in your business in a specific way and you're just having a hard time either taking action or often people can get the willpower and motivation to take action, but then maintaining it is really difficult because we all have our habits. We all have our programming, our unconscious patterns that we just tend to live out. Now, I have talked for a long time in lots of spaces about the spiral of growth and healing. And my theory is that anytime you need to grow or you're trying to grow or you're working towards something and you're not able to move forward the way that you want, my theory is there's something inside that needs to heal. Something is keeping you stuck. Something is keeping you play out the same scenario or the same story and either not take action or not follow through. And I call this a spiral because healing can feel like a spiral. Growth can feel like a spiral. We spiral down sometimes. We feel like we're losing it. But when we go up in the spiral, often we feel in the healing world like, I already worked on this. Or even in the habit tracking or transformation world, I want to change this. I'm back struggling with the same thing again that I thought I already addressed, that I thought I already took action on. Why am I here again? Well, Evolution and transformation also happens in a spiral. If you imagine spiraling up like a tornado, you're getting wider and bigger. There's longer between the times when you come back to the same issue, but inevitably that childhood issue that you had, that mindset issue that you be belief you had about yourself, it's going to come up again. And it doesn't mean you did anything wrong. That's part of the healing process. We work through layers. With body work, I talk about working through layers all the time. When your muscles on the top of your body are tight, you can't reach the underneath parts. It's like you can do all this work to stretch out and release your shoulders and the surface muscles, and then deep down there's still something that hurts in there because it's another layer. It's the same thing with healing any sort of issue in your life. There's layers and we work through one layer at a time. It's just the way it goes. So 
how does this relate to healing and creating change? Now, when you set a goal and you can't show up for it, there's a block. There's something inside that's keeping you from living in this new way. Now, the healing process, looking inside yourself, really connecting with what are the core challenges or beliefs? What happens when I try and take this action? What happens when I try and start walking every day and I can't follow through with that in my routine? What is it about this that just isn't working for me, even though I really want it to happen? Maybe you don't believe you're someone who can show up consistently for yourself. Maybe you believe that you don't deserve the time to take care of yourself. Maybe you believe there are more important things to do than to take care of yourself. There could be a lot mixed up in that. And the beautiful thing is whenever I've seen someone, and I know this for myself to be true as well, Whenever I've seen someone who makes tremendous quick strides in their life or their business, often they've had to go through some inner process to make that happen. And on the flip side, often when I see people show up and really commit to their healing, not in order to achieve a goal, not in order to make any difference in their life other than wow, I know that I have this issue and it's really time for me to address it. Or wow, you know, these emotions have come up, this old wound, this old pain, this old issue, this relationship issue has come up and it's really time for me to face it and work through it. Whether it's through therapy or somatic work or coaching, I mean, there's so many options for healing and Often the best healing is multidimensional. So many times you're looking at different resources to support your healing journey. But anytime I've seen someone really commit to their own healing, on the other side of that process, their life changes quickly and dramatically. They, I have a client right now who had gone through some really deep, dark, inner stuff since about the spring. And in the last, I would say, month or two, it seems that she is just magnetizing opportunities to herself. Her relationships have changed. Her friendships have expanded. She's got new career and job opportunities, both within her current position and in in her own business, in this role that she's dreamed of stepping into. It's happening seemingly without effort, with total ease. These things are just falling into her lap. But I know nothing just happens. It doesn't just fall into your lap. You don't see the months of stress and struggle around changing and implementing new habits, new beliefs, processing the really old heavy stuff that's just weighing you down and moving on. So my question for you is, do you know what's keeping you from what you want? Or where are you with this? Have you been working on your own healing? Have you been 
really in kind of the self-help world or the wellness world, trying to find answers for issues that you've had or struggling and feeling lousy in relationships or certain places. And you don't know why you don't know what's going on there. You don't really understand what you need or what you want. Maybe, maybe you're not clear and you just feel stuck in your life and you don't even know where to start. I feel like that happens a lot too, where people are just unhappy with what is. And it's so hard to see beyond the present moment that how do you even know what's next? Or the gap between where you are now and what you envision for yourself, what you desire for yourself feels so wide and so big, you don't even know how to go from here to there. Now, if you want to get really honest with yourself, this is a space that would be wonderful to journal and wonderful to explore. What is it that I want? What is it that I need? Do I feel like my needs are met? How can I reach towards my desires? If you don't feel like your needs are met, that creates a feeling of unsafety and instability. And often that triggers some sort of trauma response. Some, if you're not safe, nothing else matters. If you don't feel like your life is sustainable and okay, it's going to be really hard to show up for anything else. And I'm just being honest Finding safety, I had shared a nourishing practice a week or two ago about finding safety, finding safety in your body, learning how to come to a sense of safety and stability, even in the moment, is so powerful to help you begin to experience that, but not everybody can get there. And for some people who have had a lot of trauma and a lot of disruption in their lives, it can take a really long time of practice and experience and support or therapy to get to a point where you even feel safe. I just want to point that out. Trauma can sidestep. It can disrupt all of these patterns. And I'm someone who had lived with CPTSD for many years and was completely unaware that that was an issue for me. And when I found out and understood what the symptoms were and understood how much of my life matched that pattern, it was shockingly eye-opening to find out that things I thought were just my personality, were just how I operate, weren't. They were because I didn't feel safe. They were because I had trauma that was untreated and I would go into these hypervigilant, worrying states where I couldn't think of clearly about what was next because I was always worried about the impending doom. I was always anticipating the worst case scenario and how can I survive it? And that was just a subconscious program that was a result of a wound, of a trauma that I had at a previous time 
And that program is what was playing out in my life. Now, I recently have experienced tremendous change in the way I work and the way I show up. And it's happening quickly. But it's not happening because I have just decided to do a lot of stuff all at once and to work really, really hard. It's happening because all of the inner wounds and parts that were tied up in me not feeling safe have settled down. And so day to day, I have a much better baseline of feeling safe and secure. So I can function at a different level because I feel safe and secure. Now, when I go to take action, I have clarity, I have thought, I have conscious intention, and I'm not over here freaking out about what people are going to think, about whether or not I'm doing a good job, about whether or not it's perfect, because I'm a total recovering perfectionist. I am working to show up to do the thing that I feel called and passionate to do, that I've committed to doing for myself. And I'm able to show up in a consistent way more now than ever before. And I feel safe being seen. That was a huge trauma that I had to overcome that I didn't know was making everything difficult. In my business, it was hard for me to be online or to share a video online or to really share anything about myself online at a high level because it didn't feel safe to be seen. And now that I feel safe in my body, in my life, I feel safe in my business, I feel safe showing up in places like this that I'm still learning that are still unfamiliar to me, but I feel grounded and safe enough that I can show up easily where in the past it was almost paralyzing to think about doing things like this. How nervous I would get was paralyzing. I just had an experience last weekend where I spoke in front of 40 people. It's not a huge group, but it's not a small group. And that was probably the first time in my life where I felt calm, confident. I didn't stutter. I didn't shake. I didn't get all hot and sweaty and nervous. I didn't fast talk too much. I just was very present. I knew what I wanted to talk about. I did it conversationally, and it was a fantastic and wonderful experience. But it really showed me, it felt easy to show up for that, but it showed me how much I've grown and how much I've healed in order to be able to do that. I didn't work hard at public speaking to build the confidence to be able to show up in that way. What I did was work hard at my healing in order to be able to show up more fully as myself. Now that's the last piece I want to discuss here is when you're healing, ideally, your mind, your body, your heart, your spirit, your energy, all come into alignment. They all start to work together. 
Now, many of us, our brains, our minds are dominating our lives. They are controlling everything. And they're not always helpful. Our brains can be bossy. They can be mean. They can be bully. They can be controlling and limiting. They can beat us up. They can tell us all the reasons why something isn't going to work. It's because your brain's primary job is to keep you safe. That's why your brain and your nervous system work together. And that's how trauma affects the nervous system. It's in your nerves. Your nerves are responding when you're having a trauma response or getting triggered. And it's connected to your brain. And so your brain is trying to keep you safe. So anything new that you're trying to do that is unfamiliar is scary to your brain. And your brain translates scary as you'll probably die. And so anything new equals you'll probably die. So your brain's going to tell you a thousand reasons why you shouldn't do it. Once you've done something a few times, you prove to your brain you won't die. It'll calm down. Once you've done something five or ten times, you'll start to get comfortable and it'll feel normal. It won't feel so hard anymore. But it's those first few times or it's that initial uncomfortable phase that can be so difficult because our brains are freaking out. But what about our bodies? What is your body telling you when you're trying to do something? Is your body in resistance because physically you can't do the thing? Or do you feel like your mind is telling you, I should do X, Y, Z, and you just can't get up off the couch? Your body's like, nope, I want no part of it. Or you get that gut feeling of like, "Uh uh-uh. I don't think so. And you just override it and tell yourself all the reasons why you should force yourself to do this thing. I believe if you're present in your body, your body will give you messages about what you want and what you don't. It tells you the truth about this moment if you can learn to listen to it. And when you have pain and illness, there is something going on that your body is not happy about. It is trying to tell you something. Now, I'm really good at body speak. I've been working with the body since 1999. And I feel like I'm a great translator of what's happening even for my clients and their bodies. When they're not in tune yet and they don't know, I can start to help them discern what these messages might mean. But your body's wisdom is valuable and important. It will tell you the truth even when your brain is yammering on and on and on. What about your emotions? What are your emotions telling you? I believe your emotions are like a wave. They're energy that's moving through you. And with your emotions, you really want, they're giving you feedback on your experience in the world. They're telling you what's going on out there. And they're prompting action. Anger is an emotion that is telling you that something was wrong, you were wrong, somebody else was wrong, and action needs to be taken. All of your emotions are speaking to how you're feeling about what's happening around you. But they also move through. They're designed as like a wave that's supposed to move through. And the problem is, When you don't take action or you won't allow yourself to process or feel that emotion or let that wave pass through your body, it gets stuck. 
And then you're stuck in this loop of this anger or this sadness or this grief that is just consuming you because you're not letting it move through. You're not letting yourself process that emotional turmoil. And we're not trained. We don't know how to do all of this. So if you are like, I don't even know what to do with my emotions and they're scary and they're overwhelming and I just can't go there. So I'm just going to shut it down. If that's you, I get it. It is hard. Our society does not value giving time and space for processing. We want to minimize it. We want to shut it down. We want to get shit done. What about spirit? If you have any connection to your inner wisdom, to your intuition, to your kind of soul knowing, to your higher self, regardless of your spiritual path and beliefs, most of us believe there is some connection to the part of us that is not our body, that's not our mind. It's that whisper that comes, that flash of an idea, that intuition to go talk to that person or call that person or go do that thing. These are the whispers of your spirit or of your soul. That's why meditation can be so powerful because you're making space to listen and connect with this aspect of you that's not often paid attention to in day-to-day life. Now, when we're doing healing, any of these aspects of ourselves might need attention. Any aspect of our past selves, our childhood self, my seven-year-old self, my 14-year-old self, the mother part of myself, the daughter part of myself, the sister that I am, the friend that I am, all these different roles that we take might need healing and attention. But the beauty is that instead of fragmenting ourselves, the more we can bring ourselves back to a state of wholeness, bring these clamoring, competing parts of ourselves into some sort of harmony or agreement, when we do that, instead of like me trying to walk forward, carrying, dragging a bunch of stuff behind me on the ground, like all my different parts, I'm just kind of trying to like drag them along with me. We all join forces and move together. And that happens so much more quickly and so much more easily because you're moving as one. You're not fighting yourself your, your brain isn't trying to tell you all the reasons that there's no point. Your body's not frozen and just stubbornly resisting. Your emotions aren't just sweeping over you and drowning you. When you can find some sort of peace, some sort of wholeness, some new harmony inside of yourself, change can be easy. It can be beautiful. It can be joyful. You can find more peace in the moment. And it's all possible, right? Like there's nothing that's impossible. So that was a lot. And I'm curious where you're at now. I'm hoping that we're starting a conversation that will carry us forward. 
And I really felt like I needed to lay out some of these foundational ideas to get you thinking, not just about what do I want and what do I need to change to get there? Because the other piece I'll tell you is if you're telling your brain is telling you, well, everybody else who has a business is making this much money or all my friends are this successful or I should be at this point in my relationship or this dynamic, I should have this thing. So I've decided that's my goal. I want to make X amount of dollars a year. I want to buy a house at this time. I want to be married at this time. Whatever your goal is, if your soul doesn't want that or your body is like, hell no, I'm not doing that then it doesn't matter what it is that you want. It's not going to happen if you're not in alignment with yourself and your truth. So that's where we're going to stop for today. I hope this was good food for thought. This was a beautiful snowy day here in Grand Rapids, and I wish you all the best. Bye-bye.